Hello everyone and welcome to another week of the Essential Apple Show. We're here once again to discuss the last 7 to 10 days in the world of Apple news, reviews, roundup, rumours, gossip and anything else that catches our eye really. Joining me this week is a long time return of the 24 hour, 24 7 party animal who's had the longest leaving do ever. It's Mr Barry Johnson. How are we doing Barry? I'm very good, thank you, mate. I'm very good. I, I'm I'm actually now properly looking for a job, <laughs> so retirement doesn't suit me. So um, I'm 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 looking. I had I've had one interview that went all right, but I didn't get that one. So I've got a couple more interviews lined up for next week. So hopefully, come September, I'll be back paying paying the government all that money they take off us. Have you done the thing where you've um, updated your CV and submitted it to loads and loads of online sites, only then to get a phone call from the agency to say, have you supported any networks? When it says, network engineer. You, you know what? It, it is funny, but what, what people can do, and you, 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 know, you, you sound like you've had this sort of experience, is they'll find one word on your CV yeah, and, and they'll say, he must be able to do that thing. And if you, if you, if by some strange, strange coincidence, you've got the word cheese on your CV, you're going to get put forward to be a cheesemaker or a purveyor of dairy products. I can see that you've had experience with Windows. Have you ever read a server farm and dealt with cloud infrastructureness? No, it says second-line Windows support. Oh, so how good are you with infrastructure scaling and upscaling? Well, I'm all right. And then they send you a test, even though you've got no idea what anything's all about and you just end up wasting your time doing it. But you're way more talented than that. How is it looking on the old job market? Is it, it's it's going to sound a bit of a, a daft question, but it's meant with all seriousness. Are you finding your time of your life to be a help hindrance or does it not really matter for the jobs that you're going for? I don't think it really matters, to be honest, because, you know, I mean, the. So the company, yeah, obviously, the company I left have provided us with this uh, this support to help you to help you move forward, as they as they put it. And I was on a conference call with a whole bunch of people, and there were a couple of guys who were sort of mid fifties, and they were saying that you know we're finding that it's really quite quite you know what do, what do employers think about someone my age looking for a job? And I think that the woman who was running the thing came back with a very pertinent point. In the fact that it used to be you would get a job, you would stay in that job until you retired and they gave you a watch and then you went on your way and you retired and, and died quietly. Whereas these days, you know, companies don't expect you to be there for years and years and years. So I, th- I think the, the work, the work, um, the expectations of both employee and employer have, have changed quite a lot. But you know, at, at the moment, I'm getting put forward for a lot of. Um, you know, cloud networking and Windows jobs. Where I put my CV, I like to stare out the windows at clouds. Let's bring Mr. Madden into the conversation. Mr. Madden, how has your week been, good sir? It's okay. Um, bit bit busy. That's why I didn't push out a show this week because I got a bit messed up with the wedding and everything. And I've asked my company if I can be transferred to a branch up north as well, so I can actually afford oh, somewhere mm. to live. <laughs> Is the Ever so big, talented Jay-Z, or Kanye going to be making a future comeback on the Mac and Forth show? Are we, any more plans for him to come on and bust some rhymes? Is that what they say these days? 
only only if he, he appears in Apple related news and whatnot. Well, that title story kind of came in when it kind of, kind of came in and out. Just well, his album came out. His album with Drake came out. So of course he doesn't need the publicity anymore. So he just goes away again. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. I wonder where that is on the iTunes charts. Any any apps this week that's caught your eye? Any particular thing in the world of Apple that's caught your eye before we go into the, the main Apple stories? Mm, not not particularly that I can think of. Um, just loads and 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 loads of rumours, though. But. Well, if anyone's... It- Oh, there was the there was the Tim Cook interview, wasn't there, in 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 one of the American newspapers, which I thought was really interesting, quite long, and uh, it was quite interesting what he went into there. Well, I've got even bigger news. I've got news that eclipses everything because this now works. Yes, the soundboard is back up and running. I've got absolutely. I don't believe I've it. I've got absolutely. I don't believe it. It's bodged. And I won't tell you to the extent of the bodginess that I've just gone to, but it's working. It's a it's a modern miracle. Uh, soundboard um, is working. Audio hijack still plays things back doubly to me, but I can play my sound clips again. I've just got. However, however, I recall the last time you actually had the soundboard working, you wasn't exactly seamless with it. So let's see how things oh, go. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Is like I don't know what's on any of the buttons now because it's been so long since it's been up and running. What do you mean you don't know? They're all marked up. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know what Q's mapped to. Hang on, let's just check. Oh, I've got other ones I've nicked here. Sorry, I've got other ones that I've repurposed from. Oh, I can't use them now, can I? Now you got your show back. Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm going to be original and get new ones. So. <laughs> Yeah, to distance himself from the mockery of your podcast that we're on. Uh, no Matt this week, because we, well, what's he doing this week? Is he off riding a Harley, buying a new car, looking at some village penthouse somewhere, or dealing with a client on his special projects? He dropped that in last week, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Now I've started working on my special products, projects even. Yeah, but they could be anything. Yeah. It could be some Etsy thing. He's making tabletop covers. Uh, I didn't realize. Is there a market for tabletop? I suppose there is. I suppose it's one of these luxury items that are never going to go out of uh, quite a fashion. But speaking of luxury items, we're on to the iPhone 7 leak reveals a sleek black handset, which may not be much news in itself, because we've already seen black handsets just recently. But on the back, it had a very similar connector. It's, it seemed to support the smart, the smart connector as found on the iPad Pro. So, could we be getting a different charger and no headphones in the next iPhone 7, I wonder? Well, I don't know. How could you tell from this obviously mocked up piece of rubbish? It looked fairly convincing until I really zoomed into no, the no, third one. Look at the bottom one. Look at the bottom one. The lo- those holes do not line up. Those speaker grill holes do not line up. There's a bit of damage by that by that plug. This is not me pointing this out. I read this somewhere, by the way. I'm not that obsessive about these things. Um, it's it's probably just a fake. It's just the cameras look too small as well. They look actually smaller than the current ones. It and why do they never ever give you a big high res shot? So I suppose if you are sneaking a picture, you're not going to be worried about getting a high res shot out. Now I've looked at it on a decent monitor. I don't, I'd, I'd quite like the idea of a smart connector. It would solve a problem. You could keep fun. You could keep um, the Thunderbolt port for sorry, is it lightning port? Sorry for your headphones. 
and then have the three things on the back for your smart connectors. Well, true, but at the at the moment, it's only keyboards really that take advantage of the smart connector, isn't it? So far, so are we going to are we are we yeah exactly so far. So, but so are we suggesting that there's a keyboard coming out for the phone? They tried that before, um, where they produced that keyboard for I can't remember what device it was now. When they changed over to the lightning port, and they've done a little keyboard, an Apple keyboard with a little lightning port on the top of it, which looked weird, but. Uh, you know, it's it's it was rumored they have a smart port in it, but there's been so many rumors now. I like the idea of possibly a black, a totally black phone. Uh, mind you, I like the idea of a totally blue phone as well the other week as well. So I, I just I just don't know. The, the problem is they can do they can produce anything in these China uh, mock-up shops, and they're really really good at it. You can get an iPhone over there running Android. It's just amazing what they can fabricate in these in these shops that they've got over there so until we actually see it for real and 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 anyway who cares what it actually looks like because it's the it's not it's the iphone and every smartphone is the sum of you know it's more than the sum of its parts yes you can know what processor it's got yes you can know what camera it's got yes you can know its physical dimensions but until you see all of it come together software and hardware and services and apps it is it doesn't mean that much that's when it becomes a whole thing to uh to look at and marvel at you know this is why everyone's getting in a tissy hissy fit about their headphone jack because we don't know it's just a rumor and it it probably is going to be true there's been enough enough ink and text written about it now it's probably because if it wasn't true apple would probably would have said something by now but um i get a feeling it is going to be true but then i'm also quite confident (laughs) well i'm going to say 75 percent confident but that they're going to have a good story and a good reason behind it. And if it's just so we can make it thinner, then I'm going to be very, very disappointed, i got to say. Is there any particular colour of phone, Barry, that would entice you to go for the next one? Or are you already sold on you know getting the iPhone 7 come what may or come what September? No, no, because I, I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm on my um, my first iPhone. So I'm I, I'm I'm not, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it, but I, I'm not sure. I'm it's one of those things where you know when it when it comes out and you look at all this stuff and it will be doing and you then you look at it and go well it is it's sleeker it's nicer it's you know the camera's better this is better that's better the gyro's better then you there'll be a point in time where I'll go mm, time to upgrade maybe but what what I think I'm more interested in is when you look at um, when you look at all these pictures the guy modelling it. Only appears to have three fingers on the on the, on that hand. Perhaps he works on a yeah, press. May, maybe he did for a time, and uh, yeah, he was. You're right. In every picture, he's only got three fingers showing. Yeah, interesting. And maybe, especially on the bottom picture. Maybe, um, maybe he was. Uh, yeah, the the yakuza yakuza runs the factory. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, there's a conspiracy theory and a half. Blimey. And he, he sneaked this out, and they, you know, or, or he sneaked it out, or he's done the same thing. He's done something previously, and they've taken a finger off. Just just getting back to what you said a minute ago there, Baz, but you're, you're not um, an upgrade junkie, are you? You you don't care. You don't. You know. It'll, you'll get one. You're like most normal people. You'll get one when you need one. It's no. It's no compunction for you to rush out or be there at eight o'clock on 
all pre-order day going refresh 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 because you're a normal person you're not like you know i'm an idiot i do it i do it no, every I, year I do, you know, but uh when when they go into stores i do like to get there you know before the store is opened and actually just point at all the people in the queue <laughs> what are you, <laughs> you do. doing there was um there was a new store wasn't it opened in the world trade um was it one one world trade center i forgot the address the old World Trade Center site. Uh, um, there's um, there's a new Apple store open there, and there was crowds everywhere, and there was high five and when I opened the door. And I, I can't, I don't get it. I don't understand why they're there and why they're getting so excited about another Apple store opening in New York because there's like fourteen there, and I know I, they they look like they're handing out things. I don't know what they're handing out. They'll hand out these little white boxes, but. It just seems weird to me. Everyone's high, you know, running in. Hey, we're here, we're here, here. Right? Yes, but you've gone there to buy stuff. It's 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 not a church. It's 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 a place of retail. I don't I don't understand. I mean, with the, uh, the the free stuff hook, because it's amazing that when whenever you see people giving away free stuff outside of tube stations, it's it you know it's like here's a peanut, and people will queue. So what are you doing? You're getting a free peanut. Or you're getting a, a free little bottle of drink. Why? Why? Why is it necessary for you to take ten minutes out of your day to do that? Are you that? You know, are, are you that it's free? Are you that bored with life? What more do you need to know? <laughs> Someone is having actually, a- Barry. No, lo- last time I came down to you, Baz, I was giving out some fizzy energy drink thing, and I went and got one, put it in my bag, walked around the corner, and got another one of a different girl. Oh, oh yeah, that's just cheeky. So somewhere <laughs> there's one guy who's gone to get one. And they said, oh, sorry, we've run out. And you don't know what the, the emotional yeah. implications were for that guy or girl. Don't know, don't care. <laughs> well, you've gone back, oh, can, oh God, one second ago. Oh, can I just get one from the other half or my partner or my friend? That, have you done my, that one? A twin, yeah. yeah. I would have thought I'd stuck out. I, I stuck out to him, but apparently I don't. Fantastic. That's nice. That's Next to know. time it happens, I'm going to go down in um, like a football strip and go, can I just take a few for the rest of the team? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! It, let's hope there are. I, let's hope there are some new colours coming out because it would be nice to get something with a little bit of the the rose gold's okay, space grey's okay. It doesn't really punch out. It doesn't really have any uh, any presence. Do you know what would be good? Uh, you, remember, you remember when they bought the iPod line out and there was all those different pastel pastel metallically metallic pastel type colours. I mean, there was a nice, there were some nice ones there, like the blue sort of icy blue colour and stuff. So, yeah, but I, I guess it's an easy update, isn't it? If, if they release, like, one one update and they put six new colours out, then they're, like, for the, they're doing themselves out of six years of possible promotions because if they only do one additional colour a year, everybody who is an idiot like me flocks to that colour. They want that colour, and it's, it guarantees sales because it's, an, it's a visual representation of the new phone. If it's... If the changes are quite minor cosmetically, as as people are predicting, then if you've got a brand new color phone, you can instantly say, "Oh, look, look hello, yes, I'm the new, I'm the person with the newest iPhone. Look at me." Do you have any regrets at all about getting your rose gold iPhone? Do you wish you'd sort of got- no? No, because it starts so many conversations. Really, people. Yeah, of course it does. It, it normally ends up in much massive punch ups, but well, no, it conversations or no, it mocking. It doesn't. No, 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 no one, no one's ever mocked me over it. They've gone, is that a pink iPhone? Or is that a pink phone? I go, yeah, okay. Yeah, just asking, just asking. Uh, 
We'll go on to the next story, which is more Apple news. Apple has partnered with Parkopedia, allowing users to find spaces and garages even reserved right from within Apple Maps. Now, I thought, I thought I'd bring this in because Maps isn't the most interesting thing to talk about. But Phil Schiller and Eddie Q, every single press release that they seem to be going on just recently, that's, that seems to be what they keep talking about. And they keep reiterating the fact that, yes, Maps wasn't a brilliant product. But now, all of a sudden, they seem to be talking about it was a failure more than ever and what they're actually doing to make it better. So is do you think this is just another piece of the puzzle for them? Is there any uniqueness to this that anyone really cares about? Well, it's, well, it's about to get a massive upgrade, isn't it, in iOS 10? With all the you, know, you the built-in applications and stuff, because it basically becomes a platform. So you can basically plan out an entire night out within the Maps app itself if if enough developers jump on board. So that's why they're probably bringing some attention to it because it was absolutely, probably rightly so, absolutely lambasted when it came out. It, it had things totally in the wrong place. There's still a few things to this day that are in the wrong place, not to the degree. Uh, that they were initially but it was a great embarrassment for it so much so that that scott forstall lost his job over it i mean eventually it was pushed he didn't seem to want to go but it was pushed in the end well it was a fatal um, letter wasn't it where tim cook signed a letter of apology and for allegedly forstall resigned, refused to sign it yeah that's right that's what that's what the rumor was anyway that was what the story was but now I, I use i use it a fair bit now i still occasionally um, like this, just this week, I pointed out a few things to on it to to Apple. Like there was a hot, there's a hot railway station that had a hotel next to it, and it's still on there. And I said this was demolished a few years ago. Now I've done this a few times, and then after a few days, I normally get a message from Apple every time I open Maps saying we've corrected the information that you sent. So they are they are someone is still out there working on it, and. Uh, they went into a great not in this not in the interview last this week, but last week they went into a great deal of um, information about how how they think it went so wrong. Because if you lived in in San Francisco, Maps was fantastic because they all drove around San Francisco. They knew it. The problem was all the databases and stuff they bought in. There was there was missing data. There was missing sections of data. There was outdated data, and there was just I think they they said they grossly underestimated how much sorting through all that stuff needed to be i mean you know i mean google's been doing it for years so they've got, they had a massive catch-up period and when google started they they also had the same issue it's just as they've gone on like this is a year on now or no it's more than a year isn't it sorry more than a year but uh, as they've gone on now they feel that they've got a product they can be proud of but they've got to now win the confidence back of everyone that used to slam it like slam it and I, I still do it to this day it's, it's a joke it's like apple you know it's a punchline for many many jokes if you want to get lost oh, i was using apple maps or if you feel late was you using apple maps and stuff like this but there's nothing actually wrong with it anymore that i can see it gets me everywhere i want to go it's just um i just wish some of the um information it displays was a bit bolder or a bit bigger and i think they fixed a number of those issues on on um, iOS 10 so that'd be interesting to see when it's on my phone because it looks lovely on the iPad really. so is this some sort of PR play then to say yes we know we got it wrong give us another chance we'll preview yeah we'll preview all wrong that we have upgraded and fixed why what else, we've done yeah why else would they be talking about it if, if it's like if it came out a couple of years ago why would they be deciding to talk about it now because they're about to turn it into a platform where you can do all you know all this stuff through the apps like they demonstrated at WWDC 
and they're probably going to demonstrate it again um, at the the, the, the release of the um, announcement. I can see I'm this. Just having a quick Sorry, about, go on. Sorry. No, no, go on, Barry. I'm just uh, having a quick look on the website, so by all means, go ahead. No, I, I was just thinking that, you know, so I'm, I'm curious as to actually how this is going to work when it comes to, yeah, they talk about reserving, reserving parking, because unless you've got, you know, does, does that mean that if, if there is, if there's a parking garage that's got 500 spaces, for example, and, you know, they've got some um, uh, digital means of counting up how many spaces are used and you reserve one, then, you know, will, does that mean they will say it's full at 499 spaces, but then, yeah, without some sort of number plate recognition or something to say, oh yeah, it, I know it looks full, but in actual fact, you reserved the space for me, so I come in. Or, you know, or um, yeah, or unless the infrastructure needs to be in place. So, for example, in, in Westfield shopping centres, um, they've got in their in their parking garages, they've got from from a distance you can see which spaces are empty because there's green lights and red lights. So when you pull into a space, the light above you changes colour. So you, does that mean they can start then, you know, turning colours off to say, you know, this this space is taken, so you can't park in it? I can just see this causing fights galore in parking garages across the country. You would assume, and I, I'm just having a look on the website now, and it does say you can save up to 55% on bookings, and I clicked through and it didn't actually save me bupkus. You would assume that the car parks that say we have let's say a thousand spaces free if you make a booking then it will have some jiggery pokery there to say around the time of your booking it will automatically discount one parking space so you can go in i've just had a look now uh, and it seems fairly comprehensive i haven't seen anything like if i wanted to rent out my driveway could i uh, it all just seems to be so far you know your actual proper car parks but i have noticed there is one here and it says residential permits only. So can I book that or can I not book that? Uh, let's go and have a look here. What you'll probably find is that there'll be one space left in a garage uh, and you'll go, you know, you'll book yourself and you'll go, you'll go in there and drive in there and there'll be someone in a 4 by 4 who's taken up two spaces. As what happened today or you get the people that drive in at an angle and think oh you know what i won't straighten up because i'm too much of a brilliant driver to show that i need to reverse up and go in what what you'll probably find is um is these are like sectioned off areas so what people will do was they, they will have an area sectioned off and you go in and you have to have a pass you have to be booked to get into that area that's probably what it'll be because it's like it says like street parking um I've lost it now. Parking meters and car parks and even private driveways uh, all for rent. So chances are there'll be an area sectioned off just for people to be able to use this. And if you actually do the stats of what's available now, they're not exactly high numbers. So I'm just um, having a quick look now. And it's the, the principle is sound. Although you click on one car, pink, car parking space, you can't book through the app. It says, please log in to contact the owners. It's not really handy if you're going to... Well, that's... Yeah, exactly. Because it's a yeah. service. A lot of them are private parking spaces and things like this. Um, pan display. You can you can actually see what what the uh, spaces are. So, um, it's, yeah, it's just like 
an area, it's just like another way for a garage. These ga- like underground garages and stuff, you know, uh, NCP, they do have areas sectioned off for if you want to buy a parking bay for a year and stuff like that. So if you own a bay, you might want to lease it out because, not, you know, you might as well make money well, on it I'm, rather than just like sitting there. If anyone is waste. in the West Wales area and you want some car parking space for much cheaper than what's in a local area, give me a nudge on the Twitter at Ocean Speed and I'll, I'll sort you out. We'll sort you out with some parking. <laughs> what are other ways to make money? Tim Cook has said this week that Apple won't repatriate money into the US until there is a fair rate. This comes from Apple holding massive profits over in Ireland and not bringing them back to the USA. The Apple seat... Don't blame me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Along with other multi... 40%. Is that what it is now? It's for, if they want to bring that money back into the USA, it's, they will get charged 40% on it. And that's why it's sticking where it is. And where the, you know, I don't agree with it personally, because, but my problem isn't with the companies that take advantage of it. My problem is with the governments that allow it to happen. You know, Ireland set up this thing because they knew everybody would take advantage of it, and they did. And at the moment, it's not against EU law. Now, the EU are looking into it, and the judgment's going to be put, like taken at some point. But they, you know, Apple said, Apple said, uh, uh, Tim Cook said in that interview that I referred to earlier, he'd love to bring that money back in into the country because they've got no access to it really at the moment. But they're not going to pay forty percent now. They are rumours. No matter who wins the the presidential election this year, they are confident that something's going to change next year because it's not just Apple. It's all these big companies are using Ireland in this manner, and they've all got money. Um, Tim Cook saying he hasn't got, they haven't decided to go into offshore, secret offshore accounts or do any of that stuff. What they're doing is legal under the framework at the moment, and that's the bit that annoys me, the fact that these governments are, are, are pimping themselves, basically. Uh, they, they shouldn't be doing that, and, and you're right, you know, everybody should pay tax, but the money that's sitting in that Irish account, we they've already paid the tax for Various people, you know, the VAT and all, all that stuff, they claim back and, and whatnot. But then they'd have to pay another 40% to get it back into the States. And that would money would just go, what, to the next war? I don't know. I mean, I know America's in some financial trouble, just like everybody else at the moment. But any businessman would be absolutely crazy to see 40% of their earnings go just from shipping it from one country back to their own country. And America's the only one that does this. All the other countries around the world have got, you know, other agreements for this sort of thing. It, it is the current tax law. It's not a matter of being patriotic or not patriotic. Cold, uh, sorry, Cook told the Post in a lengthy sit down. It doesn't go to that. It doesn't go that the more you pay, the more patriotic you are. And I sort of agree with that. I mean, let's be yeah, businesses do make a lot of money. But by heck, you have to spend an awful lot. Because you have to buy all your insurances, you have to pay your corporation tax, then you have to pay, uh, in the UK now, you have to pay pensions. In this day and age, it's certainly not easy to get going uh, unless you get like mass marketing, have a product that really goes gangbusters. But like I say, they're just taking, they're taking advantage of something that was set up in Ireland and that, I, I believe that setup is immoral and, and, and not illegal because it's not illegal. It's legal. That's the problem. But, you know they should have they should have stepped on this a lot earlier than they did but here we are here we are it's something you know because they love to have it that money back in their coffers and they they're willing to pay tax they're just not willing to pay 40% now you can be uh, you know I'm I'm a, I'm a lefty and I still think 40% is too much but 
But it's crazy. It's great. I don't. I'm not talking about you know. You pay forty percent on something you buy over there in the states. That's that's fine if it's if it's deer VAT. They don't have VAT though, do they? They have something else. But um, but just for moving it from one country because you have overseas sales back to your country of origin, no government should be charging forty quid, forty percent for a simple what a simple transaction. It's it's nothing. It's it's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. But. That's the law. That's the law as it stands at the moment. And a lot of these big companies are American companies. And, of course, they're just keeping their money in Ireland. And Apple say they're not, you know, Apple say they're not funding it off to special offshore accounts, but that doesn't mean other companies aren't doing it. Yeah. I, so, I, wonder when, um, I wonder when this um, or how long this 40% thing has been in place because, like, like, like Carl said, that seems to be an extortionate percentage. And so what? At what point? What what's the timeline? Is is it you know that, that Apple have started doing all this business? Then Ireland have stepped up and said we we'll, you know we'll allow you to pay whatever like some ridiculously low um, tax or on your on your earnings. Uh, but th- that so that make from a, from a, a business perspective that makes perfect sense to be able to say fine. But then if that forty percent wasn't in place at that time, was was that did that decision make sense at the time, if you know what I mean? If, if that 40% bringing the money back came in afterwards because the US government have said that all these people are making all this money over here, so if they want to bring it back, this is how we get them. It would be interesting to find out what the timeline was for when it, they started to get the low tax advantage and when this 40% came in to bring the money back to the US. That's your, that's your research project for next week. American tax law, that'll be interesting, won't it? That'll be a Google search. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to do something a bit different this week, Chuck. We've got two really meaty stories coming up. So what we're going to do is we're going to roll three minutes of Nemo's hardware store this week, and then we'll be right back to talk about the Intel. They're going to start building ARM-based smartphone chips. And does the younger generation recognise Intel as a brand? Also, oh, blimey, got that bit wrong. The BBC reports about Ford talking about self-driving cars. So we're going to talk about all that in three minutes' time. Catch you after Nemo's Hardware. Nemo's Hardware Store is featuring iPad cases for the Air 2, the Small Pro, and the Jumbo Size Pro, the one that Carl has. One company is called Usable, U-Z-B-L.com, Usable. They're designed for schools, but they do have military-grade protection other company is known as UAG Urban Gear.com. We will have the links and all the prices in our show notes. I am personally using the UZBL, the usable aftershock and the rugged folio cases on my two different iPads. Rugged folio is a wraparound folio with very good protection. It allows you to position it for viewing in the horizontal landscape mode, not vertical. There's no swivel, but it's got a very good rugged casing of your pad, especially when it's closed. The ports are still exposed as far as dropping and protection, like the sort of beating up that you get in a school environment. can highly recommend the rugged folio if you want a folio style. If you want a full body protection that includes the capacitive touch screen on the front over your glass, which the Rugged Folio does not have, then you want to get the Aftershock. So look at both of these on their website, on the links that we provide for this episode. And Mark will have the prices in our show notes for this particular episode, the USA and the UK pricing. 
The Urban Armor Gear Company, known as UAG, also has beautiful cases for the iPad Pro and for the Air 2. The one I have here for the Air 2 is quite similar to the one from Usable. It's a wraparound case with a magnetic stopper. It has a little bit more versatility as where you can put the viewing angle of your iPad, but again, only in the horizontal position. None of these cases today has the swivel that I like so much. But for great protection, rubbery, military-grade, strong, plasticky materials, both of these would be excellent. So do your comparison scouting at urbanarmorgear.com, uzbl.com. The final one is the masterpiece. It's the iPad Pro case from UAG Urban Armor Gear. This has a very rubbery, very good back protection, no front protection, but it does have a snap stand that snaps into the base and then you snap it out almost all the way down to flat. So you've got a lot more positions in the horizontal viewing angle. So if you've got a gigantic iPad Pro like Carl has, you certainly want to look at the iPad Pro case from UAG Urban Armor Gear. Thanks for listening. Nemo's Hardware Store. Check the links on the website for the prices, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, John, once again for taking your time into Nemo's Hardware Store. As always, you can find the products via the uh, via the links mentioned in John's show there, or on Amazon. And of course, if you shop at Amazon, you're helping to support the show because we get a very small amount from whatever you buy. Just click our link, go shop, and you're helping the show. So this week, Intel did something quite big. They're going to start building ARM-based smartphone chips. In a story over at The Verge, Intel has seemed to have finally given up with with the mobile market by joining the mobile market. Intel has entered into a new licensing agreement with the competitor ARM to produce ARM-based chips in Intel factories. The deal announced today at the Intel Developer Forum, this was back on the 16th of August, is a strategic move from the Santa Clara, California company to offer its large-scale custom chip manufacturing facilities which include fabled 10 10 nanometer production lines to third parties including those using its rivals technology. Intel new foundry licensing agreements also include deals to produce chips for LG electronics, Netrobone and Spreadroom. Spreadrum? Spreadroom? So is this the start of the fabled arm based Mac do we think? No. Really? I was walking out today and I'm thinking, is this the long-term aim that Apple could get their uh, their ARM-based architecture down to a, a nice team, create their own little ARM-based MacBook? Well, no, they could have done that already if they so wished. There's nothing stopping them already. I mean, I wasn't waiting for Intel. They're normally waiting for Intel for chips at the moment. That's why the Mac, the Mac lineup is so slow, apparently. But uh, no, this is this is in- Intel tried their best to get into the mobile sphere, and nobody wanted to buy their chips. Everybody went with ARM virtually, apart from Windows, I believe, who who are no longer a viable customer really for them. Unfortunately, it's too small a market. So of course, you know the, the company's got to move on. It's got to keep its investors happy. So it looks around at the world and says, okay, we we'll have to probably look at getting into arm i mean i'm sure it's more complex than that i've really dumbed it down there just so i can understand it but uh yeah i mean they they want to try and get into this market now apple everyone's jumping on the bandwagon somehow and saying oh this will mean they'll be building apple's uh chips soon why why would that be the case why would that be the case at all i mean 
sure they, they could be a they could be in with the biddings uh, on the next bidding war. But you know, Apple seem quite happy with Samsung at the moment, and T TSMC, as you say, are producing supposedly a grand number of the chips for the next iPhone. Um, I got to believe most of the time Apple's not that happy with Intel because they, you know, they've had so many production problems getting those chips smaller and smaller, like less and less nano, uh, nano meters and things like this on onto those like recent batch of chips that they're so behind in their own product line, their own roadmap that it's causing issues for for other people, especially at Apple who have seem to have dedicated times they want to release stuff. And of course, if the chip's not there, they can't release the products. You know, we get into, unless they just want to do a little bump here or there, a little bump with graphics or stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, for for Intel to stay relevant in the modern smartphone age, they have to start looking towards ARM-based chips. And to me, it's not a surprise. I don't think it's a very, I don't think it's a, a world-shattering news. It's just a company that's looked around at the, the landscape and see, oh, well, okay, if we want to survive in that landscape, we need to change the way we do our business because our, like I say, our mobile chips just didn't sell and they were a massive power drain as well. Well, here's one for a, you. A problem here's, for mobile. Here's a bit of a thought process for you. So right now, the A9 runs on a 14 nanometer process. The from Samsung, it's 16 nanometers down to 14 if you use TSMC. Would those two companies right now be cacking their pants a little bit to think, hang on a sec, Intel have come into our market. They, It's not hard to imagine they're going to be way ahead of these two companies in fabbing chip sizes. Are these two companies going to be start having a bit of a brain pants situation? Well, no, not necessarily because everyone's got the same issue with them. It's all like, you know, comes back to Moore's law. There is only so much they can do with current technology. And I know that's always improving, but that Moore's law has kind of slowed down recently, which is another issue that these tech, various tech companies are, are, are facing. And not just in um, the amount of transistors on those chips, but the amount of power they use. The sort of the, the curve is starting to flatten out a little bit rather than continuously going upwards. So. I, It'll be. They've obviously got a lot of history and a lot of smart people at Intel. You know, I'm, let's not fool anyone with that. But there'll just be an, an an another market for you know not just Apple but various Android devices as well. And Apple, remember, Apple do build their own chips. They just don't fabricate. I mean, we no, exactly. Actually, they design no, them, but they just don't. From build what them. I've been gathering, so, read it, reading back in the past, that it's. If I remember correctly, Samsung and TSMC had problems getting down to the 12 slash 10 nanometer size. And Intel are saying that they've pretty much got this process nailed. So if the Apple... Yeah, but they said that about the, the, the Intel, the... um the P, Sorry, the, the, the other chips that they made, the uh, the, the Intel chips. Oh, the Atom. And they, they, were, they fell behind. No, not the Atom. They're just their regular chips. They fell behind production, which is why Skylake was so late and, and things. It's It's... It's complicated stuff, but you know everybody wants technology to move on faster and faster. But of course, they don't fully appreciate the the massive jumps in technology that these companies are doing. It's just astounding what how much information and 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 uh, stuff that they can fit onto those chips. And you know them getting into ARM. I'm sure they have dallied with ARM chips in the past, but this this has be like a whole big market for them they've got to ramp up and they've got to change all their technologies and stuff and research and 
and there will be another there will be another market out there will be another uh, potential customer out there that people can go to and use their chips but it won't be for a while i don't think anyway i mean it certainly won't be for apple anytime soon because they've tied i've tied up deals with samsung and tsmc or whatever it's called uh oh. TSMC, yeah. Looking on the Intel website here, it says LG Electronics will produce a world-class mobile platform based on Intel Custom Foundry's 10 nanometer uh, design platform. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will because that's not Apple. That's what I'm saying. Apple have tied up with other companies for at least 2017. So, but there's many, many manufacturers out there of Androids and and you know, just think about all the things that ARM runs on or ARM runs nowadays. It's it's not just phones. It's a a, a fast swath of different you know devices so it's it's definitely the way ahead for small for small uh, devices that need w- simple what's it called simple code instructions or something i can't Reduced remember what, what's the difference instruction sets mm. thingy because yeah because intel does the complicated version which is why it's more they use more power which is why their stuff would never fit ideally in mobile devices so this is my understanding i could be completely wrong if i'm completely wrong no 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 feel yeah, free you to write it, in and tell it me, but this is my it's risk is faster if the if what's being sent to it isn't does it take multiple instruction sets if that means anything to anyone and the only reason i know this is because i was watching a youtube channel the retro gamer uh when they went to the archimedes 3000 and seeing the 3D games back then, it was like, wow, that, that's quite impressive. Do we think that if Intel, <coughs> excuse me, if Intel started generating these chips, are we going to see the return of Intel inside? And would any of the youth today have a clue what an Intel is? They still advertise. Do they? They advertise with that guy off. Uh, yeah, they advertise with that guy, um, Jim Parsons from uh, Big Bang Theory. Well, it shows how memorable. did last year. It shows anyway. how memorable the adverts have been. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure if they're world global adverts, but they're in the states and online and various places like that. It, it just says basically, oh, you got a new computer. It doesn't mention a computer. It just says, oh, you need a new computer, faster, better, stronger, more security, and all this. It's, you need Intel, and it just goes, you know, the Intel ding, ding, ding. I can't remember how the, the the sound thing goes, but the the audio file plays, and that's it. And then they make a little joke and yeah, at the end of the yeah, advert. Pretty bad. But so so if yeah, <laughs> so if the youth pay attention to television and things like that and adverts which i don't believe they do then they're going to be quite aware of what intel is well they'll say oh i want an intel pc it's got that guy of big bang theory in it but i doubt it yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> advertising doesn't work as we discussed yeah, so my, many my times question would be um you know allegedly from from you know from the from the press jim parsons made 27 million dollars last year so <laughs> was that through advertising or was that through big bang well, he got a million dollars well, an episode, go. apparently. Why is he do- what's he doing making rubbish adverts? Well, he played that voice in the, that film that wasn't a rip-off of Lilo and Stitch at all. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Home. 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 Are you right, are you right there, Barry? Are you, are you having a stroke? I'm, I'm having a moment. <laughs> Don't ask Barry if he's sitting in his bedroom having a stroke. For now, for now. Does this show a sign that LG are going to start looking at making their own chips or are they hoping that Intel are going to do some reference designs and then just start flogging them off willy-nilly to everyone? Because I think part of the reason why ARM has been so successful on the iPhone is because everything has been optimised. So are other companies going to be able to pull this off? Because it's not about just the chip. As we've seen on Android phones, you can get an eight-core uh, machine, or sorry, handset that has 
you know, three, four gigs of RAM. And yeah, on single threaded applications, which probably the majority of the, you know, the stuff that's going to run on a phone these days, I would imagine, it still gets beat by a lowly one core processor. Uh, but that's again, that comes back to Apple owning the entire stack. So these other companies don't have that. They just have to, they just buy chips in and they use those chips uh, and they program them and they do all kinds of wonderful things with them. But Apple takes the time because they, they're probably one of the only companies that can do this. They have the whole stack to themselves. It's, you know, they, they may ship bits out to, can you build me this? Can you build me that? But at the end of the day, everything they do ask other people to build is custom built for Apple. And I'm sure some other companies do the similar thing to, to make sure it fits in their, 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 you know, form factors and stuff like this. But, you know, it says here that the agreements will include deals to produce chips for LG. So it'll just be, uh, you know, these companies will just have an LG, uh, an Intel chip, ARM chip inside their machines. That's all. Um, and, as I say, they can go to any. They can go to Samsung now if they wish. They can go to TSMC or any other manufacturer now if they so wish. There's nothing stopping them. There's no like they've been waiting for Intel to come along so they can jump on the same bandwagon. That's that would be crazy. They they could probably they're probably using ARM chips now currently from suppliers not as big as Samsung and and the other one because Apple used to use someone else, didn't they? Who they fell out of favor with, whose name completely escapes me at the moment, unfortunately. But there's, you know, there's many developing companies out there who can do these things. So it's, it's just like Intel has a massive name associated with it because we all remember it from the PC days. And we all remember the guy in the special the little spacesuit thing jumping around and dancing and whatnot. That's all. I mean, it's just a company that's fighting for its future. So they just need to find a new revenue stream. And ARM looks like it'll be it for them. Well, they're certainly hoping it will be. I'm just on a little side random note, just having a look at the Qualcomm uh, share price. As as I like to do when these press announcements came out in, right before the press announcement, their share price was 62.48. And that was at three o'clock in the afternoon. Next day, uh, 62.08. And then a week later, it went down to 61.90. So it's obviously had a bit of an impact on them. Who do we think is going to be more affected here? Do we start thinking about Apple maybe shifting some of their processing stuff to Intel or a Qualcomm going to be sort of whatever? No, if you if we just did, if we're just talking Apple, which since it's an Apple related show, Apple are just going to do the best deal that they can get for themselves. They're not going to care. If Intel can make a good, as good a chip as Samsung or TSMC, they'll go with Intel. If, if Intel can fill the massive orders that they have come every September or whenever they start building their various products, they will go with that company. Or, or you know, they might start out, if they do buy Intel chips somewhere down the road, like two, three years from now, they'll say maybe you know, get 10% of their chips from Intel. And then the next year, if they produce and there's not many failures, they'll go to 25% and then 40%. And, you know, it'll, it'll sneak up. This is what they do. This is how they've always done business. They always, firstly, they keep these companies fighting amongst themselves to get themselves the best price because that's 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 business, unfortunately. That's what they do. Um, so now, by Intel coming into this, into this field a few years from now, they'll be able to say to Samsung, well, you know, Intel's offering us, they're doing this, this deal. What can you do for us? <laughs> and, and you'll just get into one of those situations where eventually one company will have to blink and say, well, we just can't compete with that. 
They don't actually say that, by the way. There's no board meeting where that actually happens. It's just lots of deals and emails and people cursing them and stuff like this. But, but from, so, from Apple's uh, point of view, but surely the, you'd, be, you'd be better off. I know, yeah, they've agreed deals at the moment, but if you've got the opportunity to hedge your bets across multiple manufacturers, hmm. then I would, I would say you're going to do that because then that might do away with some of these perceived, um, you know, raw material issues that they, they get when they're trying to meet orders. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they do that now. They use Samsung and TSMC, for example, at the moment. They don't, they're not that worried. I mean, you know, us, us as various commentators think that Samsung and Apple have massive problems with each other. They still do business together because it's, you know, as they say in The Godfather, it's only it's purely business. Don't worry about it. And, and it would just be another one. You know, in a few years' time, it might be Samsung and TSMC and Intel producing the chips for the iPhone 8, for example. I, I don't know. But one thing, you know, if they get into it in a serious way, if they say we are here to stay, stick their flag in the ground, I'm sure Intel will, you know, will go on to be huge. Wasn't, some, wasn't Arm bought recently by some massive conglomerate company, I believe? I yes, it was. Couple of weeks ago, yeah. So they, you know, all the licensing stuff might is changing and things like that. I mean, I know Apple got a special deal back in the day from ARM, so that's why they're allowed to build their own chips rather based on ARM technology rather than actual, you know, ARM chips themselves. So it'll be interesting. It'll be good because um, you know Intel are huge. They've got a massive another. Is it American company Intel? I think it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they're basically in California. Well. Who knows what the future is going to lie for AMD? Bless them. It looks like they might just be left. Uh, oh no, they're not too bad, are they? They're powering the PS4 and the other one, the Xbox. That's the one. I think we've covered that one enough. Let's go on to the next one then, and this is put into our show by our own Barry that the BBC reports that Ford is talking about self-driving cars with uh, obviously with no steering wheel coming in 2021, and Volvo talking about testing self-driving cars next year. So the question is, are Apple going to do their sit back and then chop them all with a car, or do we think that it's more likely they will still partner with car manufacturers and stick to the <coughs> software? Now. If they're just going to stick to the software, it seems they've brought in a load of engineers to do so, which would make sense to fully integrate CarPlay more to get as many car engineers as you can who understand the electronics needs what's must of a car to be able to do this. Or have they really thought ahead and they just kind of come straight out the gate, boom, straight away, electric car, self-driving, happy days. Over to Barry. Dun 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 dun. Um, I, I I I like the idea of them, uh, you know, sitting back and waiting for everyone to release all their stuff, and then going ba 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 ba. One more thing, car, awesome. But yeah, you know, I, I think the 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 investment there, mind you, it depends. If they can do a deal to get all their money back into the US, then they might have the money to do it. But the investment to to do a car, I think, is going to be crazy money. So I, I still think it's more likely they're going to be you know, having conversations with car manufacturers and just saying, "Well, what this this what what other tech are you putting into these vehicles, and then how can we uh, how can we integrate? How when when we release car kit, I know they got car car play type stuff, but you know, do do a proper um, yeah, follow, follow the way they've been doing 
doing now with all like the, the medical stuff and the, uh, the home kit, and you'll get may, maybe an SDK for uh, for your car. But then when you look at some of the state of some of the apps on the App Store, you think, do I, would I do that in something that, <laughs> that could be driving me somewhere? So I'm, I'm, I still think they're going to uh, – I still don't think there's going to be a car in the future. Or if there will be, it'll be 10 years away. I, I'm, I'm still sticking with uh, they're going to they're gonna in- integrate as much as they can with uh, other uh, car manufacturers. There's always a possibility, of course, that Apple could just go ahead and buy companies that have been related to or associated with these other technologies. So it could be let all the other car companies do a beta test and then they just come along, nick everything, buy up the talent and then produce their own because all the hard work has already been done, sort of. I suppose saving themselves on a bit of R and R and D costs. Volvo did. There's Volvo. There's what? There's, there's two problems with that. Yep. Two problems. So one problem is they are pulling in some top talent to go supposedly on that Project Titan. There is no way that they would be able to pull this talent in if they're saying to them, "Oh yeah, come in. We're working on a bit of software which, if you put in other cars, will make them slightly better than they are today." There's no way they're attracting that kind of talent with that kind of spill. There's no way they're saying, oh, yeah, we've got CarPlay, which is a glorified home in, uh, uh, ice system, and uh, come, on, come and join us and work for us for a bit. And, yeah, because they are leaving projects which they have, like, even been part of since the beginning, like various Tesla employees and things like this, or, or people from other big manufacturer, car manufacturers and stuff, and they are pulling them in. Now, what story... Just like that guy, you know, when Steve Jobs said to, like, do you want to sell sugared water all your life or do you want to come and make a difference? You know, what story are these people, uh, is Apple telling these people to get them excited to leave these jobs that they've, as far as we know, they've enjoyed and and have powered through and, and, you know, had innovation to leave those positions and go and work at Apple? I can guarantee it's you, it's not CarPlay. Because that would be insane. And the other thing is to remember to actually appreciate how much they are spending on R and D. They are spending more on R and D currently than the top four automobile manufacturers in the states. So, what on earth are they building? It could just be they've brought all these people in. So, right, we're going to give you double the wages you were on before, and at least now you're not developing for a competitor. They, but they don't do that. They could do that with everybody, everybody out there. They, they are so big. They have got so much money um, that they, if, say, for example, Google wanted to produce a bit of software, a bit of hardware that required this particular minimal min- mineral, which was mined by this one company, they could go in and buy that company out to stop Google ever having access to that mineral. And they've done that to a certain extent with things in the past where they've just bought up all the screens that, you know, Gorilla Glass screen. I don't think it was Gorilla Glass. It was something else. They just bought everything up for the next four years, and it was very difficult for other manufacturers to to get hold of that piece of technology. Now, they weren't doing it out of spite. They were doing it out of the fact that they knew that they'd need that much to moving forward. So, you know, Apple Apple could do scummy little maneuvers like that where they could – Pick, you know, cherry pick people out and, and affect other people's um, designs and technologies and stuff. But it's something they've they've never done in the past, and it would be very weird for them to start doing it now. Okay, yeah, good point. Good point. I think it it'd be it would be really interesting for for you know for them to to do it. <clears throat> but it just seems um, I don't know. It just it just seems when you look at the the potential timeline now that 
that Ford and, and Volvo are talking about and other, other firms are already doing. I wonder if we might see something around 2023. Well, it's, it's meant to be whatever Apple, the, the rumors, last load of rumors I heard about the project, project Titan, the Apple car, whatever, call it what you will, was 2021. So it's right in that ballpark. Um, and by then, Tesla would have gone on. Tesla should have its, its class, you know, Model 3 out, and that should be more popular. But, you, you know, think about Apple. Apple is huge on their eco credentials. And, you know, you could be cynical and just write it off and say, yeah, well, whatever. They're just, they're just doing that to appear to appease Greenpeace and whatnot. But think about their campus. They are absolutely decking their campus out with all that, all the, um, the, um, <laughs> what do you call them? What's the glass things that you put solar on top panels. of your roof? <laughs> yeah. The solar cells and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and they're just decking it out. They didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that, but they're doing it so they can, you know, be, as far as they're concerned, as neutral, carbon neutral as possible. Now, yeah, I, I don't fully agree with all that carbon neutral stuff because as soon as you allow people to buy credits, that makes a mockery of it as far as I'm, I'm aware. But they are trying to do their entire campus and make it as eco-friendly as possible. If you, if you think about what is probably the biggest pollutant on the planet at the moment it probably is oil and cars and everything that runs off that old technology it's gotten a lot better throughout the years but it's still there it's still pumping out pollutants every single day there's people still dying in the cities from pollutants and things like this and we might be okay here in london and britain and stuff but you think about countries like china and various you know third world nations where the pollution control isn't as as strict and you know nothing they can do will change the world but it's He's again. He said in his interview, as long as they can do what they feel as much as they can do, they know they cannot change the world with their, you know, with various initiatives and stuff. But that doesn't mean we sh- they should stop doing it. And and they want to try and prove the way. And it's not really their way, is it? I mean, let's be honest. Like uh, Elon Musk has shown the way with this. He's when you think of electric cars, he's who you think of. Um, and it looks like this time they're here to stay, not like the old electric car where the the motor industry managed to kill it off. So they got laws changed and stuff like this, so they all had to be scrapped. This time it looks like it's here to stay. And maybe if we are not so reliant on oil and all these other things, we won't have so many flipping wars all around the world. So that would be a nice yeah. bonus. Go, go to show how old I am, because when I think of electric cars, I think of Clive Sinclair. <laughs> Clive Sinclair came through my village once on a Sinclair C5, and I was a shadow. I was on TV, or my shadow was, anyway. Did you throw rocks at him? (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. And then I grew up and realised, blooming hell, that's a bit risky, that one, isn't it? Stick it it next to an articulated lorry and see how (laughs) safe you felt. (laughs) There is one thing as well with... Apple taking its sweet time to do it. Well, that's not that's not fair. Apple taking its time to do anything is let all the teething troubles come out of the way. Let everyone else have the bad press and just sort of pray again. Go up. again. They don't actually do that. They, uh, I know it looks like that. Like suddenly they'll come out and go, "Oh, look, here's here's our thing," and everyone goes, "Oh, yeah, but you was just doing that based on this, that, and the other." It's probably it's, uh, there's some truth to that, but also they are notorious they've their entire history is we are not going to show what we are working on until we think it's done and that's it microsoft will will show you to like this is what we're working on they showed you hololens and it's still not out in any you know realistic way they'll show you google will, will do things publicly here's a thing in beta 
Try and play with it. See if it sticks to the wall. And if it doesn't, we'll, we'll kill it one day. Microsoft announces way ahead. They used to do that as a stalling tactic. So anyone else thinking of getting into that industry, well, used to think, well, you know, Microsoft's getting in on that. We probably won't. It's no point us doing it because they're going to control the field. That's no longer the case. It's a few days. So, but Apple have never said, oh, yeah, we're working on this. You know, they make make slight little hints here and there. But I don't know. I understand why people seem to forget that Apple has a history of never showing their hand ever. And, you know, leaks get out. And as we as we did earlier in this show, supposedly people actually build leaks to, <laughs> to pretend it's Apple and stuff. And they get lots of click throughs. Can and, you imagine and the like rumor that, so. mill that's going to happen when it releases? And they'll go, why, the, why this Apple car is a failure? The next Apple car is a win you want. The new Apple car. Oh, good Lord. Can you imagine what the rumor yeah, mill is going to do then? But, but I think. But I think people are catching on to that. And it's not, you know, it's not just this little show that bangs on about that. I've heard a lot more other tech shows, mainly podcasts, not necessarily publications. Well, I know a few publications actually do it, but are also starting to say, come on, this is nonsense now. We should stop paying attention to this clickbait crap. And there will always be, there will always be, um, a space for it out there because people are interested. I mean, think about it. Why would you click on some supposedly dodgy picture of an iPhone if you wasn't interested in what it looks like? So, you know, that shows how much built-up demand. I mean, if someone leaked the new Samsung, I, I don't care. I've never got to click on I that. Remember- if you say, oh, look, the new iPhone 8 has been shown in some picture, I'm going to have a quick look. And then I'm going to get, I'm not going to read the article probably, but I'm going to have a quick look at the picture. Well, that's my click counted, I'm afraid. Um, and, and, and I know a lot of people. Do you like recall that. last year when there was this big article about Apple are going to be using new screws? And it was a really good high yes. resolution rendered. Everyone ran with it and everyone went, oh, yes, I'm going to be using new screws. It's an outrage, blah, blah, blah. A couple of days later, yeah, it was a hoax. We wanted to see how easy it was. And not, I don't recall any magazine printing a retraction to go yep we got that one a bit wrong they don't they're not they're not the national newspapers they don't have to print retractions you know, people are add riddled like, like, they forget people, everything anyway exactly you know that's that's the modern day society we live in so all we can do is keep banging on about nonsense this is nonsense this is nonsense and if you choose to believe that fine if you choose to produce to believe something that's complete clickbait nonsense that's fine. I know, I know clickbait, the definition of clickbait has kind of changed because it used to be clickbait would be there's an article, a headline, and you click on that headline and then it takes you a story that's got nothing to do with what that headline was about. But today we look at clickbait as some weird headline that makes you want to try and click on it to see. And the story will basically be about what the headline's about, but it was, it's just nonsense. It's just made up crap because people have to produce content as we are, as I say, time and time again, they have to produce a certain amount of content a certain amount of times a day to get clicks for all the advertisers that they've got on that site. And that's, that's just modern-day publishing, or internet publishing anyway. Uh, and it's, it's a shame, but it's not going to get any better. These things are not going to change. I mean, this is why it's good that you know, Dean, Dean Murphy has got his, his, his application, Crystal, so we can start to fight back as users. But that's, that's, that's about it. That's the only avenue of rebellion that we've got, really, other than to stop It was interesting it. that Facebook took a step against clickbaitiness because they said they were going to introduce a new algorithm to stop all these 
daft articles like 10 celebrities you won't believe what they look like now or you can't believe what fungal nail infection this celebrity has so even facebook have sort of gotten in on that game so i wonder if it's a way of them maybe recognizing that the clickbaity ones are the ones that aren't going to spend any money um Oh, that reminds me, actually, of clickbaity stuff. It even came through on YouTube. I was watching a YouTube video, and there was this weird, not Clash of Clans-esque style, and it starts up, you know, with the drag, and it had a dragon in it. And basically, a few seconds later, it says, I'm going to show you how to level up your dragon easily. And it didn't. It just went on about the game and what the game is, and then it went, download this game now. Bye. I was like, what? That's the worst of the worst. And I couldn't find anywhere to report it, unfortunately. But but the, tr- the trouble is, us, us tech-savvy types, we know how to stop this stuff happening. We know about ad blockers. We know how to stop you know, intrusive adverts and things like this. We know how to protect ourselves with privacy. We know to, to use secure socket you know, and all this stuff. But the general public don't know any of this. There's no reason for them to know any of this. So they're the ones that, you know, that are being targeted most of the time, which is why these adverts are so... These, these adverts have got Arnold Schwarzenegger in because the general public recognises Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that must be a good game. No, it's a piece of rubbish, but it's made so much money from being a piece of rubbish through in-app purchases that they can afford Arnold Schwarzenegger. I well, mean, says something, uh, doesn't it? cost as much as he did. Yeah, well, yeah, you are right. But, but then if you end up watching that, you have to go and get Predator the Special Editions and cleanse your soul. I'll tell you what, should we move on to something <laughs> a little bit more cheerier? Let's go and brighten things up. And as I search in vain for the soundboard, ah, found it. Let's go into the feedback. I'm playing that because for another week, we've had no feedback, nothing, nada. And our listening figures aren't doing too shabby. So all you've got to do is pick up your iPhone, go into podcast, go into search, type Essential Apple, don't click on the show, click on the artwork, click on the middle tab, and then you can leave us a review. Or if you're in Overcast and you've already got us on your feed in Overcast, just click recommend. Let's see what happens there. Let's see if we can get some bumpage going up on the old Overcast client. Barry, what uh, are you listening to podcasts on Apple Podcasts? Are you or do you have a different app to use? Uh, I just use the uh, the built-in one, the Apple Podcast one. To be honest, and what about you, Carl? Because you were using Overcast, but you switched, didn't you? Yeah, I have gone back to Apple's podcast as well, so it's fine now. Right, there we are. Right, I'm, I, for what it's worth, and still on Overcast, I'm looking forward to his new suite of podcasting tours. Well, that's, a, that's probably the quickest feedback we've ever had. So let's go on to Worth a Chirp. It's getting quite complicated, the setup that I've got here at the minute, but hopefully I've got the marker in there. Right then, uh, Worth for Chirp, who's first this week? I'll tell you what, Barry, you've got... Tell us about your Worth for Chirp. <clears throat> so, Chilingo. So these were the guys who brought us uh, micro-machines for, uh, for the iPad, etc. And fantastic game. Really, really, really enjoying it. However, so we've got, we've got family sharing <clears throat> set up. So, uh, you know, because my little one's not old enough to have his own uh, iTunes account, allegedly, because of some US law, uh, he's on our family sharing. <laughs> so that means that, you know, when, if, I, if I buy an app, uh, anyone on my family sharing can download it for free. 
because I've already paid for it, which is which is fantastic. So Micro Machines is a free app, and so I downloaded it and put it on my iPad, and it just took me back to the heady PlayStation days. Um, then I put it on uh, my boy's iPad, and he loves it as well. And you've got this VIP status that you can buy, so it's in-app purchase, two twenty-nine. And I thought, you know what? Since you guys have brought this back into back into my consciousness, I'm going to give you your two pound twenty-nine and buy a VIP status, which I did, and you get bonus coins and this sort of thing. And then I did the same for um, my little one's iPad. I thought I'd get him VIP status. Transaction failed. So, like, ooh, all right. So, what's wrong with that? So I actually uh, tried to report a problem through the App Store, uh, and that that just didn't go anywhere. So then I reported a problem via um, Chilingo. And it took it took a couple of days, but they got back to me, and then we held a reg- regular dialogue uh, about what the problems were. They, I, I sent them the um, the invoice details for the purchase I made, and they gave they they actually gave me that back. They gave me that additional week of VIP status on my my account. So then I went back to them and said, you know what, it's actually gone to the to the, the wrong account. It should go onto my son's account. Uh, then we exchange another couple of emails. Uh, it turns out that family sharing is not supported on Micro Machines, so you can. So I'm, I'm not sure what what they have to tick in what order to to, to fix this. So I have asked them, you know, are you going to fix this in a future release? Because I, I don't know if anybody else has fallen foul of this. But um, they were really, really good and really, really helpful, and I I found it really refreshing to to see that that level of. Uh, of customer service from from a company who, who write games for the you know for the iPad, and so where we've where we've left it is that <clears throat> I, I've mentioned to them that family sharing is marked as yes on the App Store. So you know family sharing in terms of you know it, it's a free app, so it doesn't matter if you can download it for free or not because you're not paying anything for it in the first place. But the fact that my belief is that family sharing should support in-app purchases as well. So um, I've left that. I've left that with them. I'm just waiting for the, them to come back on the, the final word. But yeah, I was really surprised and really pleased with the way they handled my my complaint. Funny enough, I was going to do some research on this because I've got the same thing. I, I bought an in-app purchase on one machine which had a different iCloud account. So on one iPad, sorry, my iPhone that has one uh, one address. I thought, all oh, right, okay, well, that that isn't unlocking on my other one, so I'll de- delete the app, re-download it, and it hasn't unlocked. So did they say that in-app purchasing just doesn't work for micro-machines, or does aren't in-app purchases transferred across when you do family sharing? Did they... Oh, it actually says here on Apple support. I've answered my own question. In-app purchases aren't shared with any family sharing. That, no, that's, that's, that's mm. fine, but that's an in-app... That's an in-app purchase for that account. So what I'm not, I'm not expecting for me to buy an, get an in-app purchase on my account and for that in-app purchase to be available to another account. What what was failing was I was logging on. Yeah, you know, the other account was trying to do an in-app purchase, and that was failing. And that ah, uh, got you, got you. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. So we're, we're but at least they're coming back to you and talking to you. I mean, how are they? How are you communicate with Twitter or email? Email. <laughs> Have you not met Barry? <laughs> I don't know. He sends out the occasional tweet. He's he's periscoped before now. Has he? Yeah, it was with you. 
when you're out on your beer festing. Oh, that's me. Do- that's me doing it. That's not you. Still a participant. It still counts. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Cheers for that one, Barry. Uh, Carl, what's your pick, please? Mine's a really old one. It's called My Fitness Pal. And what it is, it's a free app, although they are, do offer subscriptions for if you want some uh, better features on it and stuff. But all it basically is, is it just is, it ties in with Apple Health and, and, and things like this. And it's also got a watch app. And what it does is basically tracks your, it allows you to easily track your food that you consume every day. It's got a database of over 5 million, 5 million uh, foods and things in it as well. It's also got a bar a, co- a bar scanner, so if you've got like a, one of those barcodes on the back of whatever you're purchasing, you can just scan it, and all that information will be transferred to the app. So you get all the calories and all the you know protein and all the stuff in that. So you can track what your what your whatever your diet is. Now I'm I'm trying a low carb diet. I know they're not because they've worked for me in the past. So I'm on a low carb diet at the moment. So I'm only allowed to have something like 30 grams of carbs a day, which is, is minuscule. You'll have no idea how small that is. Um, so I'm, I'm eating things with low carbs in. And the weight's just falling off. I mean, I'm, I, won't, I won't be able to do it for the rest of my life because that would be crazy. But at the moment, the hardest thing is no beer, no bread. That's the hardest part of it for me. No beer, but you can have vodka and whiskey instead. So, way no carbs in those things. But no, it's a really good um, app to quickly, you know, check your check your sticking to your diet, check your you're hitting your goals every day. Um, like you say, you scan in what you have for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, and you can easily see. Even if you're not on a diet, sometimes it's just a good idea just to see how much calories you're sticking in your body every day because. You know, you'll be amazed at what's in what calories are in some of the foods that we eat. And if you if you hasn't got um if it hasn't got a, a barcode on it, you can just type in like a full English breakfast generic, for example, fish and chips generic, and it will give a a basic roundish figure about you know how much is in there. And it's good. You can go to the website as well, myfitnesspal.com, and you can change some of the parameters that you want to keep track of. So, as I'm on a low carb diet, I had to go in and change a lot of the settings to go down to, to take into account my height and my age and everything for and my weight to get my my low carb settings and uh, once you've done that it's brilliant and you just every time you eat something you just make a quick note of it and move on with your day and of course it's, it works with apple health so all that stuff can feed back into apple health if you so wish and oil feedback the other way it also works with a load of rip withins type stuff like the scales for example so if you get on the digital scales in the morning it will update the app um and it's just brilliant it's free um uh, they have got a subscription thing though like i say uh 7.99 is pounds a month or 39.99 a year and you get a load of extra features on that but i'm not sure what they are because i'm a cheapskate and i've only gone for the free version but it is it is a handy little app i used it before when i was losing weight and it absolutely works because it, it tells you basically you know how much you've got left for that day and it could be quite shocking and if you pick up a food and you scan it before you eat it you'll go well maybe i don't want to eat that now because i want to have a dinner later on this afternoon this evening so it does help you uh purely from a you know a visual perspective it is good it is good i can second that pick um on the food thing today i was in town and i thought right i'm hungry I haven't got much time. I need to pick up something to eat. So I picked up a pasty. And you think, oh, that's not too bad. 31% of my daily recommended amount of saturated fats. 
I thought, oh, okay. It wasn't until I looked at the label closer and it said per 100 grams. So this thing yes. was 270 grams. So working out yes. the math, I'd like completely knackered myself on the amount of saturated fats I'd had to have for a day. And th- this is what MyFitnessPal does. It really makes you aware of this stuff. Yeah, that is that is a trick. A lot of a lot of companies use that trick. They'll do a massive bag of crisps, and you look on the back, you look at the back, and you think, "Oh wow, that's only got like um, six grams of carbs in it." And they'll say, and it'll be like an eighth of that pack. For example, and, and in the you smallest think, oh two point writing, it'll say, "Warning: This pack says this pack contains ten servings." And before you know it, you're Saturday night, and you got cheesy puffs all over your hand. Been there a that's few it. times. Saturated fat is underrated. Well, so, yeah, exactly. It is underrated. We love it. <laughs> it's lovely. Thing is, with a lo- with a low carb diet, low carb diet, I can go to my calf and I can have sausages, egg, bacon, and tomatoes, and not feel in the least bit guilty because all of that is low in carbs. Maybe not the sausages because it depends how much other crap they put in there, but all the rest of it is virtually zero carbs. My pick this week: one password. Don't use one password for your passwords. Use one password. It is simply the best password manager out there. Now, today they've introduced a one password subscription package for individuals. Now, you can go and buy the software outright. It'll cost you $49.99 from the App Store. Uh, I think about the same, if I remember correctly, from agilebits.com. But you know what we're all like? You're thinking, oh, you know, who in this day and age wants to pay, so- yeah, wants to pay a decent amount of money for a decent bit of software? We're not in that day and age anymore. So now they've got a subscription service. So if you want to go and try 1Password for individuals, you can now get it on subscriptions. But here's the kicker. You can now get it for six months for free. So if you sign up, mm. you'll get six months subscription. There's no strings attached, no need to add a credit card and no adverts. So all you have to do is go there, get an account, download it, and you can see for yourself why myself, Carl and Barry, do you use 1Password? Absolutely. Awesome. Why we, why we all use it. And now I did ask a question, why would you want to use 1Password when you've got something like Keychain built in? flexibility you can organize things you can put tags on things if you if you like me for some reason you have two iCloud accounts the passwords aren't going to sync up and it happens my iPad is on a different testing account than my iPhone I don't know why it causes me no end of heartache and ball ache especially when I've got to go and log into Netflix and because I got hacked a few months back I now have a 56 character password there's no way I can remember that. I go straight into um, 1Password. If I'm on my iPhone, it uses Touch ID, so you don't even have to type a password to get into 1Password. If you've got Touch ID, you can go and find your password. You can store credit card things. You, it, It's just such a fantastic program, and it will work across devices as well. So really, really recommend it. Don't use 1Password for your passwords. Go and get 1Password. I've just noticed they do family sharing on the Mac version as well. So I can, I've just realised I can install it on the family sharing computers. Great. It is an awesome bit of software. Well, you know what, chaps? I think that'll do us tonight. If everyone else has got anything they want to add in? No? Great. Brilliant. All that reminds us then is where can we get a hold of you, fine gentlemen? Mr. Barry, where can we get a hold of you, good sir? I'm on Twitter at Wombleford. And Mr. Madden, where can we find you? And what's the name and the address of your podcast? Hold me on Twitter at Clausio101 or on the Mac and Forth.com. 
basically to show. Uh, it wasn't one this week. There will be one out probably Thursday or Friday, though. So, uh, so yes, I got a bit delayed this week with, with my mate's wedding and stuff and a trip to Bradford that just took forever. I, 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 I'm going up Bradford. I'm going up the M1. There's motorway stretches where they turn it into a smart motorway, right? And the stretches go on. I'm going midday on a Friday, 30 miles of roadworks. Did I see one workman? No. Unbelievable. It's there for your safety. You can get a hold of me via EssentialApple.com. You can send us an email to hello at EssentialApple.com and on the Twitter. And good news, we're now at EssentialApple on the Twitter. Not EssentialApple1, EssentialApple. The good people of Twitter have done their magic and we managed to secure the at EssentialApple on the Twitter. So thank you very much for tuning in. Please share this podcast, send out a tweet, come and join us on Facebook, Google Plus, just get people tuning in because we're enjoying doing this show and we hope you enjoy listening. And I suppose really that's all to be said is until next time. Cheerio, everyone. See ya. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.